0: The Solomon Islands Prime Minister, Manasseh Songovara, is this week trying to fast-track a constitutional amendment bill through Parliament, which, if passed, will effectively extend the life of the current Parliament. Under the Constitution, Parliament is to be dissolved in December, with elections to be held early next year. But Mr Sogavare says holding the national election next year, as scheduled, will put too much of a strain on government coffers, given the country is also preparing to host the 2023 Pacific Games. The Constitution Amendment Bill 2022 had its first reading in Parliament on Tuesday, with a third and fourth reading expected later this week. Controversially, the Prime Minister is pushing the proposed legislation through the House with urgency, skipping the scrutiny of the Bills and Legislations Committee and the public. Joining me to talk more about this is Victoria University of Wellington Professor of Political Science and International Relations, John Branko. Thank you, Thomas, for sitting story with me, John, quite a, a lot of differing viewpoints on this issue, but first of all, has this kind of thing happened before in Solomon Islands?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a very, very cavalier to disregard the processes of parliament in such a way and likely unnecessary as well because uh, Sokovari does seem to have a majority Um but uh, Solovar in the past has tried to delay elections. Remember, this is his fourth uh, term as prime minister. During his first term as prime minister, in the wake of the coup of June 2000, he tried to delay the, um, the elections then as well. This was highly unpopular, caused a big stir in civil society at the time, and in the end he had to backtrack. Uh, he seems to be disregarding the public sentiment in, um, on this occasion as well, with a lot a lot of kind of authoritarian manoeuvres that seem uh, devised to retain his hold on office uh, up to an election. Perhaps he's aware of the fact that no Solomon Island prime minister has ever gone into an election in the top job and come out the other side also as prime
0: minister. Up to this point, he's always said that this is a financial decision. It's about not having the election undertaking and hosting of the Pacific Games in the same year. But then we've had um, Australia um, uh, Foreign Minister Penny Wong offering to help fund the election and um, got got basically a slap on the wrist for it from Songobani.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the South Pacific Games is of secondary importance compared to the general election. People in the Solomon Islands only get a chance to change their governments every four years, and they cherish that opportunity. And it's frowned upon to have a, a prime minister seek to extend his stay in office. Do people really believe this is about the South Pacific Games or is this in fact simply an authoritarian manoeuvre as we've seen also with some of the media controls and, uh, uh, and other uh, characteristics of Socheverry's prime ministership, not just this time but also back in the um, 2006 to 2007 period. And uh, as regards Australian and New Zealand funding of general elections, let's remember that during the Ramsey era um, the, there was a lot of electoral support. Australia and New Zealand have supported Solomon Island elections for, for years, and their resource personnel have been very critical for the conduct of those elections. Yes, it's a larger level of funding, Penny Wong is suggesting this time around, but it's not a, a novel move. I suppose the, the truth is, though, that, um, that, that Sarabar is very sensitive to the fact that because of his, uh, um, the, the security deal with the Chinese... Uh, which has Australia extremely worried uh, he's aware of the fact that both Canberra and Wellington would like to see the back of them
0: now also um, uh, the the issue of anything contentious going to Parliament is always a worry in in Solomon Islands. just last year, we saw massive riots and the burning of um, mm. half of town pretty much, and we, we've mm. seen a, a statement from the the Solomon Islands Chamber of Commerce this week calling for calm and for citizens not to to take things into their own hands. Uh, What's your view on the the security situation around these things as well?
1: Mm. Yeah, well, uh, it's it's rare for um, rioting to happen around uh, the passage of legislation in the Solomon Islands. It's usually around prime ministerial elections or no confidence votes uh, that these kind of tensions get unleashed. Um, a lot, remember, a lot of the population of urban Honiara, particularly eastern Honiara, is uh, uh, Malaitan in origin. And, uh, well, and Sogavara used to be uh, strongly supported by uh, Malaitans as a, a, nas- a strong nationalist state, if you think back to 2006. But now he seems to have completely lost that support and uh, antagonism from Malaitans, particularly against the, the deal with China. Uh, an antagonism against the diplomatic switch from Taiwan to China seems particularly acute on the island of Malaita. A lot of the things, interestingly, a lot of the things Sagavare is doing at the moment seem to fly in the face of public opinion. He doesn't seem particularly worried about stirring up Disquiet amongst either the urban or the broader national population, which is worrying.
0: And just just returning to your earlier um, point about the the Solomon Islands prime ministers not not surviving uh, elections very well over the past few years. What what's your what's your view on why that is compared to other countries in the region?
1: Well, I, I think Solomon Island politicians have long tried to use the uh, resources of state. Uh, to uh, secure their positions. They, they use the Rural Constituency Development Funds, which are sometimes rebranded in various ways, and there are also monies that uh, are distributed directly through the office of the prime minister. China has taken over Taiwanese funding of the uh, Rural Constituency Development Funds, and they're also uh, funding payments through the prime minister's office. And there'll be lots of other perks that are being offered to Solomon Island pro-government MPs as well that don't reach the uh, uh, public news. It's clear that Sogavaro's majority has been closely linked to that Chinese money. Now, that's all very well for surviving no-confidence votes and for continuing during a term in, of office. But once one goes to a general election, uh, the parliament is reconstituted. Normally about half of the MPs lose their seats. And when the MPs come back together, the 50% of new ones, then they... Uh, continuously serving ones, come back together. There's no particular reason for them to support the last prime minister because the resources available to government are available to anyone who becomes prime minister. So it becomes a bit of a free-for-all, unlike neighbouring Papua New Guinea where prime ministers have managed to uh, c- cement their hold-on office and go into an elections and come out in the top job, in the Solomon Islands. They've never been able to do this at any, any election w- whatsoever.